Give me what I want. Is that what you want? Give me what I want. Is that what you want? We're going to give you what you want. You want some Chick Foley show. We got you, baby. <laughs> Phil Gentile, the heart, the hot take kid. Not the heartbreak kid. Not yet. But uh, I'm live here, beautiful Baltimore, Maryland. I have lovely co-host Sheena Phelps across the, the pond from me. How are you doing, Sheena? Pretty good. I won't be across the pond for you uh, from you much longer. We're gonna be we're gonna be in the same time zone, Phil. Can you believe that? We're gonna be on the uh, same coast. A, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, in a few short months, Chick Foley and Sharpshooter Studio will take the East Coast by storm. So Man. prepare yourself for that. I know. I I really don't know how I'm going to adjust and handle that. Like you know, now we watch Raw and SmackDown in like the middle of the day, and like you know, you can like it's done, and you still have time to take an evening walk and enjoy your dinner, um, and then going from watching Ron Smackdown in the middle of the night, I'm going to be like, oh my God. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough like as a parent and this time of year with the time change and, and work being yes. done to the house and work stuff and family stuff. It's been tough. But it was a, uh, a great weekend of wrestling, I got to say, from what I watched. Uh, we will get into all that stuff. If you have any questions or concerns or uh, comments about the show, hit us up at askchickfoley at gmail.com. You can DM Sheena. She's at Chick Foley on Instagram, and our Twitter account is Chick Foley Show on Twitter, if, as long as it's working. I know Facebook and Instagram were down today. I don't know how you survived, but... Uh, oh, man. It's been a rough one today. Yeah, I can't like can't watch stories. I don't know who's who's finding what figures out in the wild. I don't know. It, it's It's been a crazy day today. Uh, we have a brand new Patreon member, and... Um, all right, his name is Marco Denton. You can follow him on Twitter at M A A A H H H C O. Marco, we got to oh. work on that. We got to work on that Twitter account. Yeah, but, Triple H, Triple H, Triple O. He is a great uh, a follow. He is a new Hall of Fame Patreon member. So, he, what does he get? Ooh. He gets a Chick Fil A Chick Foley T shirt sent to him from ProWrestlingTees.com. He gets to co-host a spot on the podcast with us, a segment of his choosing. Uh, he also gets the exclusive uh, Patreon episodes. Me and Sheen are going to record one tonight of our uh, ideal Ultimate Edition figures. And we have a bunch of brackets up on the website, too. And uh, Sheena and I do some unboxing videos. He gets access to all that stuff. Check it out, patreon.com uh, backslash Chick Foley Show for all the tiers and everything. We uh, we appreciate everyone's support. And uh, don't forget, we're giving away a Pete Dunn figure the first week of April. Every one of our Patreons is automatically entered. It starts at a dollar a month uh, to get entered into the Pete Dunn uh, mint on card figure we'll send it to you we'll even pay the shipping you don't have to worry about that and um just another way to reward our patreons we love you guys you support the show and we want to support you too so uh that's all i have to say about that like i mentioned prowrestlingtees.com is where you can find our stuff just type in chick foley into the search bar you can pull that up there and uh if you're on itunes listening to this show thank you uh make sure to give us a nice five-star review uh we got 50 reviews uh since de- december and uh, I think maybe if we don't get more in the next couple of weeks, we'll do a nice giveaway or something to get up to like uh, 
you know, 60 or 70 reviews. But 50, you know, we've only been doing this since October. Sheena, that's a pretty good number. We've got some pretty loyal folks. So uh, we, we appreciate you guys giving those five-star reviews. Yeah, for sure. And taking the time. I can tell you honestly, like I listened to a ton of podcasts. And until I actually started creating my own podcast content, I didn't realize, you know, um, how important that those ratings and reviews and all those things, subscriptions were. Um, so now all my favorite podcasts, I make sure to go show them the love. Cause I'm like, man, I've been holding out on them for so long. So if you're out there, um, take a, it only takes a couple minutes. It's super easy. Throw us a five star ski and, uh, you know, show us some love and tell us what you like about the show. And, uh, yeah, we really appreciate it. Awesome. Let's go inside the squared circle. We had the last pay-per-view before WrestleMania, Sheena Fastlane. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was a show that uh, I didn't have super high hopes for, but it over-delivered in a big way. What's your overall thoughts on Fastlane before we get into each of the matches? I thought it was really good. I thought um, I thought it really started to give us a clear picture for the first time of what WrestleMania was going to look like. And that's something that's kind of been a little bit muddled up into this point. I mean, we've, we've, we've known a few matches that were, you know, sure things and concrete, but you know, this really kind of helped just like, um, shape out the, the show that we can be expecting the, the, the seven to eight hour show that we can all be expecting to sit down for. Of course. Yeah. That's a, that's never a good thing. I do like the way they went with the Kofi Kingston storyline, I was kind of hoping that they would bring him out and, you know, Vince would announce you're in the title match, it's a triple threat match now, and bring him out there and just have it be a title match, you know, a cruiserweight title match or something. You know, not not to not to shit on the cruiserweight title and that would kind of I don't know if it would bring that down, but um, you know, it would it would kind of enhance the storyline a little bit, like, yeah, we gave you a title match, what are you complaining about kind of thing where um, the the match against the bar was just kind of you know a squash, and it was kind of I, I didn't really understand the point of that. I guess I I thought I thought it was great the way that it was done. Obviously, that's not what I wanted to see in my like as a fan. I was like, you know, yeah, give Kofi a chance, you know, because I try to watch like I try to watch through kayfabe goggles, and I'm like, yeah, give Kofi a chance. He's gonna go out here and it's gonna be awesome. Um, but I do feel like. Um, that the, the beat down went on for way too long. I don't care that he got beat down. I think, you know, it is a good way to keep him out of the, the title picture so that it doesn't get super convoluted. Like it's gotten with, you know, Becky Charlotte and Rhonda. Um, and it's left us wanting more. And I don't think it made him look bad, um, which was great. He came out of it and the, the crowd was still, you know, thirsty for him and chanting his name. So I don't think it hurt him at all. Um, I do think that the beat down was a little bit like, belabored like i'm like okay we get it like you're beating him down and where the hell was the new day like they're like yeah "Yeah, we got you you know we're banned from ringside but like once they knew that kofi had gotten swindled were they just back there like you know and catering like you know biggies eating pancakes and you know then they're like oh shit you know kofi's getting beat up out here um and if you thought he was having a title match why weren't you watching you know um so like what was the excuse for them not it like took them like eight minutes or something to run down to the ring and i was like oh my gosh what do you think of the uh, the Shane McMahon heel turn? I don't know why we did how we didn't predict that. I've been watching wrestling for so long, but it seemed like super obvious that the Miz would turn heel. I never really even considered that Shane McMahon would. Yeah, uh, it, that that was my thought too. I was like, oh, for sure, Miz is going to turn heel because. First of all, it was really weird seeing the Miz be so over, um, you know, just like in Cleveland, them just like chanting and, you know, um, giving him a huge pop and everything. And they popped for his like Cleveland T-shirt. Um, and I knew there was a turn coming. Like you could just feel it in the air. There's definitely a turn coming. But I definitely thought it would be Miz and not Shane. Um, but 
I think I like it. I think I like heel Shane better than I would if he was like the baby face in this situation, even though Miz is like traditionally in that heel role. Yeah. Heel Shane. I remember, you know, it's been a while, but he's had some fire promos back in the day. So I definitely don't mind to see a nice heel run. I'm sure he's going to put Miz over at WrestleMania. So that puts an interesting (laughs) wrinkle to that matchup. Um, yeah, yeah, that was. I mean, but they did. I mean, the match overall was really awesome, though. That spot where Shane and uh, Jimmy Uso were uh, in oh, both yeah. corners, and uh, Jimmy was ready to do like top rope splash, and Shane was prepping for a coast to coast, and then like Shane intercepts him in midair and like drop kicks him out of the air. Like that was an awesome spot. So you know, say what you will about Shane, but that man will put it all out there. So yeah, I thought overall the match was good. Um, the storyline is it is what it is. I I'm I mean I'll watch the match at Mania, but it's not. It's definitely not going to be one that I'm like you know chomping at the bit to see yeah it'd be cool to have some sort of stipulation like a you know hardcore match or something with those two because you know it's we've we've seen it done a a bunch of times it was a great tag team match though and so was the raw tag team championship match and kind of a coming out party for ricochet man he really put on a show and i think uh i think even though in the loss that uh i'm not i'm not super excited about the alistair black ricochet tag team i just think it's Mm -hmm. kind of a lazy way to bring these two guys in but man they put on a show for sure yeah, they look so freaking strong. Um, and you know me, I've been a little bit critical of them bringing them together as a tag team, even though I love both of these guys and think what they're doing every week is awesome. But um, I just don't believe them as a tag team. But Ricochet was insane um, on Sunday. I mean, he that, that spot where he went over the ring post onto the floor and like, I mean, it's just stuff that like defies gravity, and that Hurricane Rana off oh, the top. Oh, I was just gonna of the- say that Hurricane Rana was nasty on the on the on the outside. Nasty! Oh my gosh! Um, but it was really cool, and I think even though they lost, like they didn't lose any of their edge, you know, which I think is really cool because they've been on this like fire run where they've like you know dominated Raw and SmackDown, and uh, you know G- Gable tagging himself in, like blind tagging himself in, and then getting taking the shatter machine. I think that was the that was the best way to handle um, the situation, and then Ricochet and uh, Alistair Black still got to stand strong at the end. Yeah, I mean, you could you could say there's this match isn't full of a bunch of big names, but if you put together probably the, the top 20 pure wrestlers in the WWE, the, these six guys would probably all be on that list. And that you know they they, they put on a show. Even Rude and Gable looked strong. It was it was a pretty good yeah. match for sure. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun to watch for sure. Uh, wasn't a, wasn't a fan of the women's tag team title matchup. No, Boston um, Hug versus the Mild Samoans. The the most exciting thing that happened on that was, um, you know, Beth Phoenix stepping up, and which I didn't even, I wasn't even in love with that that moment. You know, I know it got a, it got a pop, um, the nostalgia pop, but um, so now what? We're gonna have Natty and um, Natty and Beth versus the Mild Samoans versus Boston Hug, and then I'm sure we'll have one more tag team slide in there before Mania. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's probably the best way to do it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Create some buzz for it. But I mean, the main event is always, you know, the, one of the better matches of the night. But this this main event, I could I could watch this match with these three guys on a, on a loop, man. This was a really fun match, and I, I don't I forgot how much I missed Mustafa Ali, and you know, toward the end of that match, he had some freaking death defying moves, man. 
Uh, <laughs> he wasn't playing around. No. He, he did not. He did not heed his doctor's warnings lightly. I mean, you know, he just he came out there and just left it all out there on in the ring. And uh, Hill husband showed me this. It was like this uh, meme that someone had made, and it was like glad to see Mustafa taking it easy on his return. And he was like literally like twenty feet in the air, like flying through the air, you know, toward the barricade. Um, I mean, he was awesome. And I think what was so cool is that. These three guys, they're just so uber talented that like, even though that match was destined to get like booed and I was so worried because the crowd just basically died when Mustafa Ali came out and I was like, this is not fair to him. Like, this is not fair to Mustafa Ali to just get heat because he's not Kofi Kingston, you know, like, I don't understand why they would do this to a, a you know, baby face, but I mean, they they put on such a show that like by the end the crowd was so into it. And that's a testament to those three guys and like their ability, because I mean, if it would have been any other three guys or they hadn't come out there and put on a five-star match, it would have been horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it definitely was interesting way to do it. I mean, you already get, you're bringing back KO as a face and you get him stealing Kofi's spot. They kind of made up for it, but I mean, yeah, the DDT onto the floor, from uh, Mustafa Ali onto Daniel Bryan, and then there, there was a move. I think I think he did like a like a flip onto the apron or something. Oh, yeah. we, we had like you know two inches of space to like move. I, I've been trying to find a gif of that. And uh, then the Spanish fly from uh, from Daniel Bryan was a nasty move. And then that you you touched on it that that last move where uh, Daniel Bryan basically need him. You know just a just a move that you would recreate in, in, with wrestling figures. You know Mustafa Ali coming off the top rope and. Daniel Bryan hitting him with a, a, a running flying running knee. Yeah. It's just nasty. I mean, it's just a great match. I'm definitely going to go back and watch that one. I actually turned it off before the Becky Lynch-Charlotte match. Is that a match I need to go back and watch, or was it just a filler? I mean, it was a, it was what it was. Um Okay, I'm gonna. I, I'm trying to keep it positive because I do. I am excited about this match. But um, you know, Becky came down. She was hobbling. You know, the crutch and all of the things. And it was. It was just very overdone. Um, she got to the ring, couldn't get her jacket off, and it was just really awkward. Her crutch fell over, and I don't know. It just was not the Becky. It just didn't have the wow factor of the Becky that we, you know, the post post Rumble Becky that we know and love. You know, and. She's just this badass champion, you know, that we've, that we've been begging for for months. And, you know, it just kind of has lost its lost its flame. Um, and what it, what happened was Charlotte had Becky in the uh, figure four, was about to bridge into the figure eight. And Ronda runs out and then punches her, which causes a, a DQ. And then, you know... The worst part of this was that Becky was like smugly smiling in the corner. So Rhonda got out of the ring and walked up the ramp like she didn't get attacked or anything. Charlotte was just staring at her. But but Becky's in the corner just like all smug and like so proud of herself that she is going to Mania via DQ. Um, and she was just – she looked at the audience at one point and said – you know, by any means necessary, I guess, you know, and to me, it just seems so like petty and like low, low blow. Um, I don't know. I just did not. Um, I did not like it. And I don't know. Yeah, you, I would mean, think, this, you would think she would, you know, fight with the ref to have him restart the match or something or. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, don't like I want to prove myself. I want to prove that I'm worthy of this. I don't just get in. But then, you know, the storyline is so convoluted. Like we forget, you know, we see this side of Becky, too. But then we also forget that, you know, she that her opportunity was taken away from her, you know, without reason. Um, so it's kind of like 
you don't know how to feel in this situation, right? You're like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, she does kind of, you know, she does kind of got a point, right? She should be in the match regardless. It doesn't matter. But, you know, you also don't want this, like, sniveling millennial, like, whiny Becky, you know? Like, so. Yeah, this ang- yeah. this angle is going to be, when, when we look back on it 10 years from now and we, we watch Royal Rumble and then we watch WrestleMania, we watch Fastlane and then WrestleMania, or you, even if you skip out Fastlane, it's it's going to be a lot, you know, just this filler stuff in the middle is what's killing the momentum of this. You know, if we just went from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania, this would have been barn on the biggest draw of the night, WrestleMania main event. I don't even know if it's going to be the main event anymore because... Well, they keep saying that, but I'm thinking, like, it can't be the main event. Like, you know, this, this match, I mean, Kofi has to be the main event or Brock and Seth. I mean, I don't know. There's, there's so many amazing matches. It's hard to see, say what's going to be like the final main event, you know? Yeah. And they're pretty much calling everything a main event. Yeah, they are. And and this, this angle is just been, I don't know if they just had too much time and just tried to fill it with too much Gaga. But I mean, yeah, I told you it was, they, they pre, they pre peaked and then they panicked. They were like, Oh God, like this is the pinnacle, but it's not mania yet. Like we have to like, you know, slow it down, put a blanket on the flames. Um, and it just, it just has not worked out. I mean, the match is going to be awesome regardless. And I think if you, if you watch the rumble and then you don't watch anything, if you don't watch like the highlight reel and then you watch the mania, you're going to be super satisfied either way. Right. Um, but you just have to forget all of this like hodgepodge that happened in the middle i mean even becky addressed it this week uh you know on smackdown she was talking about you know i've been i was suspended and then i was unsuspended and then i got arrested and then i've been injured and then i got cleared and then i had to say i'm sorry and you know then i got replaced so she was making she was definitely addressing the fact that like this storyline has been insane you know yep yeah that's i mean that's that's what you have to do and what, what did you think about ronda coming out i loved it her shoot interview blog video thing just basically calling wrestling fake and i mean obviously kayfabe has been dead for quite some time but uh this is something that pissed off a lot of wrestling fans and you know if you're going to make her a legitimate heel and make her character what it is you know a a part-time you know what you know pseudo wrestler mma fighter this is the the way to go i think right do you disagree Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> okay. I hated it. I hate it so much. And you know me, I am a Ronda Rousey mark. I was a Ronda Rousey MMA when she was fighting in UFC. Like I've been down with Ronda Rousey since day one ish. And I hated this so much. Like to me, like there's a difference in blurring the lines between kayfabe and like a work shoot, you know, like where you're kind of like, Oh my God, like are is this real? Like what, what's happening here? And, and like, instead of coming out and being like, this is all scripted, this is all fake, like blah, blah, blah. And like saying all this stuff and you guys are all idiots. Um, because then you are basically just insulting, taking a shot and insulting everything that I've put into wrestling for, you know, as long as I've been watching, you know, and basically telling me that I'm an idiot because it is fake and that I enjoy it. Um, and I just don't like it. I don't like it at all. I think, like I said, even the stuff with Triple H and Batista kind of like blurring the lines between like, that's not even as offensive to me as like Rhonda just straight out coming out and saying that, you know, that she could beat both of these women. And I'm like, well, if you can, then why don't you? Right. Like what, what's holding you back? Like if, if Dana Brooke, like, you know, you could have killed Dana Brooke, but you didn't, you know, like why, why didn't you just like break her arm? You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Good call. So, I mean, I know, I know there, there's a difference to me between getting heat and just being like 
disrespectful. And I'm not even someone who's like, oh, you got to respect the business, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a shill like that. But I do think, and I'm, and I know WWE was behind this. I don't think they, I don't think Ronda just went rogue and did this on her own. I'm sure she was instructed to do this and to cut that promo and she got, she got the okay to do it, but I hated it. Okay. Yeah. I can see where you're coming from. I feel like they, they definitely, yeah, they definitely wrote this first. She did not do this on her own, which a lot of people probably think she did. And uh, so whether it's, you know, the right thing to do or not is, is your opinion. I just think they, they needed to add some kind of fire to this rivalry to make it. So when Becky wins, there's a giant pop and you're defeating this, you know, this person, but, but how do you then bring her, how do you bring Becky back you know, from this, you know, this is a good setup for WrestleMania, but I mean, I'm assuming they want to have her as a part of the company after that. Right. I mean, you can't just shit on the business and, and Who, Rhonda? Know, yeah. What's that going to be your angle going forward that, you know, I don't uh, see. That's the thing. I don't know. You know, I mean, she's come out and said it's fake. So it's like, well, then why are you here? <laughs> you know, like why, yeah. then what, why do you, why do you care about winning the raw women's championship? If it's all fake and it means nothing, then what does that title mean to you? You know, why are you defending that title? At first, it was like, this title represents, you know, all women and, you know, blah, 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 this whole thing. Um, and, it, and it represents champions and being, you know, being at the top of the mountain and all of this stuff and, you know, defending your honor. And then now she's like, oh, it's it's all fake and it's all scripted, which just like, like I said, to completely diminishes. Like, why are you even fighting then? You know, and also it's mania season where people are paying thousands of dollars for their mania trips and like, you know, floor seating at mania. And then you're basically just saying like, you're, you guys are stupid. This is all scripted and fake, you know, and just kind of like really like, you know, you're not, you can't even suspend your disbelief anymore. You're just like, yeah, well, yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. That's, okay. That's true. <laughs> so uh, final match of the night, the shield defeat the, uh, the jobber league of nations, the league of jobbers, whatever you want to call them. What did, uh, what did heel husband call them? Uh, the channel changers, Drew and the channel changers. Drew and the channel. I like how it, now now it's a fifties doo wop group. Drew and the channel changers. <laughs> nice. Yeah. This yeah. this match was uh, you know it set things up a little bit for WrestleMania because I think we have a uh, you know Drew Roman match coming up, which should be fun. But uh, other than that, it was uh, basically just a squash, and it was one cool last hurrah for the Shield. I, I really don't think we've seen the last of. I mean, more and more every time I see dean ambrose on my tv it doesn't seem like he's he's gone from the wwe maybe he goes away for a little while but uh man they have like a new uh documentary on the network from for him and you know he's on main event main eventing pay-per-views like when have they ever done this for guys that are leaving the company you know it's really really this is something we've never seen before yeah, I, I feel like even if he takes a break or, you know, has a little hiatus or whatever, I, I this is not the last time that we're going to see uh, Dean Ambrose in the WWE. Like, I just, I, I don't believe it for a second. And, I mean, we've been proven time and time again, you know, that never say never in WWE because people always come back, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, so overall a pretty good card though it's set up some of these angles for wrestlemania let's go into raw and smackdown just real quick before we kind of do a super 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 quick preview of the wrestlemania card um what do you want to touch on on raw before we uh i know obviously our intro was pretty funny it was a nice uh, <laughs> video video going around of the uh, the uh, triple h batista angle but i like that it's a no whole bars match and um they said you know it was a Interesting promo with those two going face-to-face finally. 
Yeah, I thought it was good. I know there was a lot. I mean, it was funny to watch it. Two grown men just like, you know, like yelling at each other. But Batista is so amazing. And I thought it was so good. Um, And I I loved the segment. I thought it was great. I thought it, you know, it it got you excited. I'm super excited to see this match. Um, And I loved like Batista wearing like the blue glasses and having the blue, you know, nose ring and being surrounded by like security and whatnot. Um, So I'm, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for this. And I thought it was really, really good. Um, Obviously we had Ronda Rousey come out and, you know, take her, her heel turn next level. Um, But it was just kind of like, I don't know. I, I like Hill Ronda. She's definitely better. Like you could tell she was, even though she was still kind of like not the best on the mic, she was better being more herself um, than she was like trying to be like, you know, friendly, friendly Rhonda. But um, yeah, Dana Brooke came out and got squashed by her. So that was really, you know, nothing really happened on raw other than that with Rhonda. But uh, I, lo- I oh. love me some Dana Brooke, man. I don't know what it is. Just, I like Dana Brooke. I think yeah. I think she's I think she's awesome. I'm hoping with like the women's tag and like you know new opportunities opening up for women that, that she does get to do something because she she is great. What I didn't love was seeing Finn Balor lose the Intercontinental Championship to Bobby fucking Lashley. Oh my god, I I could not, and you know I was so mad because it wasn't even like like Finn was just being a total idiot, like not even aware. Obviously, like you know let, let's just we're talking kayfabe here, like totally not aware of what was going on around him and then took the pin. And I could, I could not believe it. I was watching it and I was just like, did he really just lose? Like, and then they were like, I was like, well, maybe I just misheard. Maybe this isn't for the title, (laughs) you know? And then they were like, and new intercontinental champion. And I just was like, Oh F this, this is insane. Rematches aren't guaranteed though. As they said, that spear on by by Lashley was pretty badass, though. I mean, that was a pretty nice spear. I got to give him that. Um, Yeah, what about uh, Rollins? Um, You know, his I thought his and Paul Heyman's promo back and forth with one another was actually really, really good. Um, I love the points that they made, you know, like he was like, uh, both of them, I thought it just really added some depth to the storyline versus instead of just being like, okay, well, Seth, this is you got to go to the main event because you won the Rumble. Um, Now there's like some, you know. There's some fire behind this, and I'm I'm super excited for this. But I loved how Heyman was talking about, you know, well, Brock didn't have any time to prepare for those people, you know, Finn and AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan, you know. Um, and I thought Seth just, like, you know, smoked him in the promo. I thought it was great. It, it was great. And I was just thinking, Paul Heyman has done so many promos and just, I mean – he is just like going a mile a minute and just never messes up. I mean, he's going between. Oh he was supposed gosh. to fight this guy. He fought this guy. He was supposed to fight this guy. He fought that guy. And he just, you and know. And he he's knows just, how many days. I mean, I'm sure he like, he, he does. He's such a professional. But like, yeah. he was like, it was like five and six and 12 days. I'm like, how the hell do you remember that? Like, you know, from when the matches got changed until the actual match took place. Like, I mean, I guess that's what, you know, if I ever have, if I ever need an advocate, <laughs> I'm going to call Paul Heyman because he knows his shit. This is a totally off the top of my head question, and I don't expect you to have an answer readily available, but who would you put with Heyman? Say, say, say Brock is gone after WrestleMania, whether it's, you know, forever or for a while. And and you want to put Paul Heyman with somebody to elevate them? Who do you who do you put him with? Ronda Rousey. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, you that know, I mean, be... it only makes sense, right? From from one legitimate fighter to the next, um, I think I think he could really do a lot, especially. I 
you know, she's not that great on the mic. So I think that he could really elevate her, you know? Oh, that's a perfect answer. I mean, I was, for some reason I was thinking McIntyre or Lashley, even though I don't, don't really want Lashley to do it, do any better than he is now. But, and, and Drew, Drew can talk and, and hold his own on, on the mic for a heel. But yeah. uh, I, w- I would love to see them put a stable around him. They they kind of hinted at it when they had they had Cesaro with with Heyman for like a week. I don't know if you ever remember that was like one Raw, but uh, that that was that was an awesome little tease. But I would love to see them put a bunch of guys. I mean, if you want to elevate people, put them with Paul Heyman. I mean, you, you've had him with just a straight Brock Lesnar guy for so long. I think yeah. you, I think you'd be able to make some you know an awesome heel faction in in like two weeks. Yeah, and Paul Heyman just he just knows so much. I mean, when he's cuz you can listen to him and when he's cutting promos against other people, obviously he's advocating for Brock, but he is so like he has so many like deep details about whoever Brock's opponent is, like you know, when he was talking to Roman or when he's talking to Finn, like he really digs deep when he's like talking about the matchups and stuff and it really like gets you invested. And I know sometimes Paul Heyman can sound like the teacher on the peanuts, you know, it's like wah 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 wah, you know, cuz you you hear it's like there's similar sticks all the time, but yep, yep. if you really listen to what he's saying, like it's it's like damn he's so good you know and he and he does it by also elevating the person he's you know he's shooting a promo on somebody yes. but he's not he's not downing them or talking shit on them he's actually you know showing them respect and telling you know he he'll sing the praises of somebody and talk about all the good things he did but it doesn't matter because Brock Lesnar's still going to kick your ass basically but you know he he do, he does that really well so yeah I mean I don't I don't I would love to hear a, you know, when he's done and retired love to hear him host a podcast with you know with yeah somebody. he is um oh I would love to hear like all of the stuff from like his past and like coming up through you know ECW and WWE and all of the things like I bet he he would just be amazing to have his own podcast do, are we sure that he doesn't have his own podcast um, <laughs> maybe he does and we just don't know yeah he might um, I mean uh, if he does I'm gonna I listen to it yeah yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, oh, how do you feel about Alexa Bliss uh, being the host of WrestleMania? I, I don't even know what that means. I mean, I guess these are just going to come out kind of like the New Day did and introduce stuff. I mean, she's not necessarily funny. So, I mean, the New Day were good at that by kind of giving us little skits and breaks between stuff. Maybe, you know, I don't know, I don't know how you would use her in that role, but it, it's cool to give her something. Obviously, they by giving her that position they they know that she's not going to be in a match but they want to have her front and center so that's that's good for her prospects going forward it's so it's just so weird to me because when alexa is in the ring and when alexa's doing backstage you know promo work like she's so amazing and like she just she just always hits the nail on the head i feel like she's just always on point but in her moment of bliss segments there has just been something that is amiss and i don't know if it's because it's just there's a difference in hosting a talk show and like talking in the ring about fighting. Um, but it, it's something there's a disconnect there because I do not like moment of bliss, but I love Alexa bliss and I love her on, you know, on the mic. So I'm wondering like how that's going to translate on the grandest stage of them all. Like, like you said, she's not funny necessarily. Like she's not like haha funny. Like she'll make digs and stuff, but like what how is she going to add to the show an, an already like heavy weighted show like do we really need a wrestlemania host you know just to take up more time yeah yeah it's uh i mean obviously they're going to take as much time as they want because it's wrestlemania they're going to be there for six seven hours but uh yeah it's it's uh definitely 
adds a little wrinkle. Yeah, I mean, maybe some backstage segments with Otis or something would be funny. I don't know. You know. Yeah, that was so. That was pretty much you know the the main the main things that happened on on uh, on Raw. We did have Kurt Angle come out and say you know he's having like his you know his final his final match and all of that stuff. So you know that's cool, but. It's whatever. I mean, they basically like they basically like emasculated Kurt Angle for the last year. So it's hard for me to like be like, oh, this is so amazing. I mean, Kurt Angle is an amazing athlete. He's an amazing part of WWE history. But it's hard for me to get like super hyped up about a final Kurt Angle angle, you know? Yeah, I don't know who you put with him, but it's, you know, I think it'll be a good match if it's his final match. And I'm thinking Chad Gable would have been the ultimate opponent for him, but he's already in a tag team situation. So we'll see what happens there. Over on SmackDown, uh, I did not see SmackDown, but you let me know that I should have watched this over Raw, and it seems that way. I'm reading a you know recap of it, and it looks like it was a pretty stacked uh, two hours. Yeah, you know, the... the pinnacle thing that happened was um Kofi Kingston and Vince McMahon having a in-ring segment and it was just I thought it was incredible and I loved it I thought that even though I'm not a, I'm not the biggest fan of Vince like you know the his his character you know and his character work um he freaking nailed this segment like he just you know essentially like telling Kofi Kingston like you know, dude, if you were worthy of a championship, like you would have had it by now, you know, and Kofi pleading his case that like, dude, I've been here for 11 years and I've done everything, you know, I've never complained. I've never, he kind of even took like a shot. Like I've never asked for my release, you know, um, yeah, I've yeah. never at or any of that, you know, talking about like, you know, kind of like, you know, throwing jabs at Dean and all the people that are, that have left. Um, and he, and he gave this like heartfelt segment that was like, you know, I, I've missed so much of my life because of being here and, you know, living out my dreams in WWE. Like, you know, he talked about how he had never, his kid, his kid lost his first tooth and he wasn't there to like, you know, see his kid wake up and find his tooth fairy money. And he's never been trick or treating with his, um, with his kids. And to me, like, I was just like, as a mom, I was like, Oh my God, you know? So he totally, I mean, he totally, but I mean, but the thing about it was, you know, you've, we've had people do segments like that before, but I felt like Kofi really, like I felt what he was saying, you know, and I felt like it was real and it was coming from his heart and it was coming from a place of like legitimacy, which is what made that segment so powerful, you know? Um, so yeah, that was, that was the biggest thing that happened on, um, on SmackDown, but dude, you got to go back and, and watch that segment. Yeah, I want to watch that. I want to watch the Randy Orton. Uh, <gasps> oh gosh, styles. yes. Oh man, yeah, that one was excellent too. And it it just was like it was surprising because you know Randy Orton. Like sometimes you know I like Randy Orton now, but back when he first when I first started watching wrestling again, like I was like, oh Randy Orton, like come on, dude. Like I'm you really don't you don't excite me. But him and AJ Styles going back and forth and talking about how um, how AJ like was in in 2004 he was in bingo halls and Randy Orton was here becoming the you know youngest WWE champion and all of this stuff and like basically just like taking shots back and forth at each other and I thought it was awesome and I am so excited to see um, to see this this freaking match oh and he called the rko a knockoff diamond cutter oh, and, the, nice. the, and the yeah and the crowd just like was like oh <laughs> you know um and obviously he had that amazing line oh he's like and 
something that was really cool. He was like, you know, you keep saying that this is the house that AJ Styles built, but like, like I've been here all along. Like this is the house that Randy Orton built. And he said, I'm the landlord and you're just, uh, you know, you're just here, you know, and rents due, you son of a bitch. And I was like, you know, and it was just so cool because, you know, typically in those type of situations, you're either on one side or the other. But every time Randy would speak, I was like, ooh, point Randy. And then everything AJ was speaking, I'd be like, ooh, point AJ. And so it was just like they were going back and forth and it felt very natural. You know, it didn't feel like one guy was just like talking and saying his script and the other guy was talking and saying his script. Like it just felt like these two guys were legitimately like trading verbal blows. Yeah, both of those guys are, are it's going to be a fun match because they're awesome on the mic. They're both, you know, two of the best in the ring. And I think I think Randy Orton is just so good in the ring that he's just it's it's boring to watch him because he's so, you know, he's just so good. He's like so slick. It's just it's just not even like He's just so calculated. Yeah. yeah, he's not going to like he he's not trying to make a mistake. You know what I'm saying? Like everything he does is very like he it's thoughtful and it's calculated and I just think um, I think this match is going to be a uh, freaking amazing. So let's go some through some of these matches uh, from the you know the early early card for WrestleMania. I'm gonna I'm gonna list off the match. You're gonna give me a, a word association, uh, just one word or two word, whatever pops into your head. So let's start Batista versus Triple H. Batista versus Triple H. Uh, it's what Batista wants. Okay, I like it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Shane O'Mac versus The Miz. Mm. Worst best friends. Oh, I like that. Yeah, nice. Roman versus Drew McIntyre. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Go Figure is our weekly segment here on the show where Sheena and I talk about our weekly purchases of wrestling figures, merch, and uh, non-wrestling stuff as well. And uh, uh, we usually have a good amount here. I think Sheena more than me. But let's start with Sheena here. What's uh, what's your weekly purchases? Yeah, week? we like we like to shop. We like to buy things. Um, well, this week I got the Rick Rude chalk line, their newest drop. It was just so freaking sick. I mean, they had like a dude love. They had Ric Flair and then um, this Rick Rude chalk line jacket. And it was just so amazing. I'll post a picture of it on the um, on the feed. But, yeah, it's just like got simply ravishing. They had shorts. We have the shorts that match, too. Hill Husband has those. Um, so we have the matching shorts and the jacket. And so I was super excited to get that. It looks even better in person than it does online and then as far as figures we only have a couple um this week and they are customs from our homie um at showstopper customs so we got some warrior exclusives the ones that were like super exclusive only available on his website um you know we have the variation from him from the wwe 2k14 commercial um where he's wearing like you know the trench coat and like the face paint short hair white uh white pants and then there is uh also like a variation it's like in, basically like it's some black and white like fantasy gear right you know warrior always had like super colorful bright vibrant gear and this is just like black and white and it looks like so badass but um you know those those um figures typically go for like you know five six hundred bucks and you know just a little too a little too rich for my blood so our homie over at showstopper customs made them and i mean they are legit i mean i had several people comment on the actual post saying like are these legit are these real so if that's not a if that's not that's not a testament to a good customizer i don't know what is Oh, that is good. I saw those. Those look really nice. And uh, 
Yeah, pretty good. Uh, our our new newest Patreon member, Marco Denton, is uh, purchasing me or purchased me the uh, Ric Flair uh, Retro Fest uh, series from GameStop. He's going to send that over to me. So that's uh, thank you, Marco, for doing that. Really appreciate it, dude. Uh, I was able to snag a bunch of Mattel retros off of some Facebook groups. So uh, filling out the loose collection, Sheena. So I have Ultimate Nice. Makes me happy. Those Lucys need a good home, too. Ultimate Warrior, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, which is going for a pretty penny for some reason. I guess those were those were pretty limited. And then a Kevin Owens Series 1. So I picked up those four. I grabbed a couple uh, NXT elites for some of our Patreon members. So if you don't know, if you're a new listener, uh, if you sign up for our Patreon, I, myself, and Sheena, we will try to find you some some figures out in the wild. We'll do some figure hunting for you. And I've had uh, some pretty good luck with uh, some of the NXT elites. And some folks in the country have not seen them at all in their area. So I've been trying to, to hook those people up. I, I hooked Christopher Dean up with a Ruby Riot. And I hooked our buddy Mike the Cleaner up with a uh, Alistair Black. Sent those out the other day. And, um, you know, just was, you know, for some reason the distribution problems we've talked about on this show quite a bit, Sheena. But, uh, you know, the folks that are not seeing these figures at all in their, in, in their part of the country, I, I don't want them to have to go on eBay and spend 100 bucks on, on, a, on a $20 wrestling figure if I can hook them up. So I've been trying to do that again this week as well. And I'll continue to do that. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's it for me. Yeah, it was a pretty light week, but it sounds like we we still did good. Not every week has to have quantity. It's all about quality, That's right? That's true. I've been waiting for that Mabel to go on pre-order for at, at Ringside Collectibles. It hasn't happened. I think that's Elite 67, maybe? I thought it was 66. Uh, maybe it's 67. Yeah, I think 66. Uh, maybe it is. I don't know. One of those two, but they haven't, they haven't popped up there on pre-order yet. Once they do, I'm going to be ordering that bad boy because I do not want to... Uh, fight the crowds for that thing i'll pay the extra couple bucks on ringside collectibles and get it there so um i do want to talk about a couple some wrestling news uh a good buddy of ours andy brown he runs a instagram account and it's uh kid again toys De- definitely recommend you following them i've bought a couple hasbro wrestling figures from him over the last couple months uh he has purchased a lex luger usa prototype figure Actually sniped. Uh, this was I, I just did an interview with him. I think we're going to post it onto the Patreon page because it's about a ten minute interview, but it's some really good stuff. He's a he's a hardcore collector and and bought this off of eBay from uh, from someone who had a bunch of prototypes of Hasbro's and uh, he's selling it quote unquote for uh, a little under fifteen thousand dollars. But uh, it's the uh, the Lex Luger. I asked him. He, he is doing free shipping, so that's a plus. But he's it's a it's the Lex Luger USA edition. And um, he, he tells the story of, of where he found the figure and, and, and how he came across it and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to post it to Patreon. It's going to be a free episode for anyone. So it's just it's a little bit too long to post on this episode. It's like a 10-minute interview. But he gets into some good stuff there. And um, he, he's definitely a, a, an Instagram account you should follow. It's Kid Again Toys. But as I was talking to him and the other day, I saw a Moonbelly Kamala posted onto eBay, a mint on card for, for like 20 grand. And yeah, was, I think it was like twenty five or twenty five thousand dollars with like but you get free shipping, so insane, insane. And then and then somebody on Twitter is posting that they have a red rooster uh, elite 
Mattel figure that has never been released. I don't really know too much about it and how he received it, but uh, a lot of a lot of random stuff getting 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 pushed out there into the wild from people that uh, you know it's it's over my pay grade. And I don't have the money to be spending unless I want to unless I want to pay for a divorce attor- attorney. I'm not going to uh, <laughs> not going to spend but fifteen she, grand. She, she might get the she might get the figure in the divorce. So then you're, yeah then yeah you're we'll split screwed, it in but... half. That would suck. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, some pr- yeah. pretty cool stuff there. So let's get on to our random merch of the week. And this is a good one here. Yeah, I'll, I want to share that, but I also wanted to share it is Elite 68 King oh, Mabel. Okay. Yeah, and that's the set that comes with um, Pat Patterson, which is the Walmart exclusive. You have uh, the uh, American Badass Undertaker. You have King Mabel, Brie Mode, um, and then you have Daniel Bryan and his like uh, Seahawks gear, Roman Reigns with the uh, Universal title, and then you have Braun. Um, that's that Elite 68 series. So, that's right. Yeah I, okay. yeah, I was thinking, I was like, 67? Yeah, 67 right. is so, yeah. the Velveteen Dream, and... Uh... Uh, Sharon Corbin and all those folks. Sharon Corbin. Um, but yeah, so the random merch of the week, we're back up. So last week we hit you with a nice little 99 center that you could have went and grabbed at your leisure. Um, but this week it's for the big, big money spenders. We have an, an LJN Sergeant Slaughter prototype. Um, it is going, it is listed on eBay for nineteen thousand dollars um again you get free shipping but it is certified official so i mean it's you know it's legit uh it never released because you know slaughter and vince had a falling out you know when slaughter was doing gi joe um so they ended up never releasing this ljn figure but fun fact hasbro actually released like an ljn style slaughter (laughs) once the ljn actual slaughter got got the kibosh so yeah if you got you know big money burning a hole in your pocket and you are a huge slaughter mark uh it's this is available and also um just for you guys if you're keeping up the bone saw gear is still available for anyone who is interested i need to go check and see nobody bought that I know, I know. So I'm, I'm going to check and see if they've lowered the price at all. But if you are into the character Bonesaw from the Spider-Man series, uh, then you know you need to check out check out our last random merch of the week from a couple weeks ago. Awesome, very nice. Yeah, this is uh, rapidly becoming one of my favorite segments on the show, mainly because I, I cannot believe people spend this kind of money on wrestling figures. But I guess if you want the full collection, if you're like a, a hardcore completist, that's the, that's the way to go, man. Yeah, prototypes don't do it for me. Um, also, like spending spending what I would spend on a car. Uh, I mean, even more than I would spend on a car on an action figure just doesn't do it for me either. I mean, if I was just wiping my butt with hundred dollar bills, like yeah, cool, cool. But um, I just can't. I can't even imagine putting that kind of cheddar down. For the first time in the the history of this illustrious show, we have picked the same exact match for our wrestling, our retro wrestling recommendation of the week. Let the people know oh, what that, that match that's is. A I, good one. I saw the script and I was like, oh man, it was it's too it's too late to find another match. Let's just talk about this one because it's really good. Yeah, because it is. Yeah, it's really really good. So this is uh, Triple H defending the the world championship against Dean Ambrose from Roadblock uh, in March 2016. So I figured it was an appropriate time because if this is the last we're going to see of Dean Ambrose I wanted to highlight one of his I mean not one of his probably his best match ever um so it was like roadblock in Toronto and guys this was when Dean was like so over I don't know it's like been so we're so far removed from that Dean Ambrose at this point right now that like I mean Dean was the hottest thing out there and it was so super awesome um 
like I said, Dean's best match, in my opinion. He At one point, he hit a Dirty Deeds. Like, this was, like, well into the match. At one point, he hit a Dirty Deeds and pinned Triple H um, and got the three count, and the freaking audience just exploded. Erupted. It, erupted, it, yeah. Erupted, right, thinking that here we are going to hear Dean as, like, the new <laughs> world heavyweight champion. Um, but the ref saw that his foot was under the rope, and obviously, like... At, at the end, the match ends. So I guess you should go watch this. I don't want to spoil it for you, but if you haven't seen it by now, like you know, you should you should probably. It was a while ago, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. I don't think this is considered spoiler alerts, but um, at one point, Dean was on the outside, um, and he was almost he was almost about to get counted out. And I mean, he like pulls as much all of his might together and runs back into the ring and runs right into a freaking. Um, pedigree from triple h to to lose and i mean it was just like heartbreaking because you know he was so so close and uh you should definitely watch it it is totally worth worth your time this weekend to to check it out so let us know if you watch it and what you think and as much shit as triple h gets and i know this this was three years ago so a little bit has changed since then but i I still love I, i think it's still a big fight feel when triple h is in the ring especially in the title match but i you know i just i'll never get tired of of seeing him man he's he definitely brings that not not attitude era feel but just that you know this the uh, he has a level of intensity like he he definitely ups the intensity and ups the legitimacy like you know legitimacy i guess is yeah yeah Yeah. he he really is like he puts on as as if he is a real fighter um and he looks the part i mean he's flipping huge you know so um he's he's an impressive specimen and yeah i i totally agree i mean i you know we always joke that triple h is not going to miss his his mania moment right like he's always going to find a way to weasel his way into wrestlemania um but i mean i i i agree i'm gonna watch when triple h is wrestling all right let's get into our listener mail what do we have this week sheena we are listener mailless. Can oh my you believe God. that? I know. Our our buddy My Damn Toys, he this week he hit me up and he was like, I don't even have a listener mail this week. I was like, dude, what are you what well, get on it, you know? Um, so we are listener mailless this week. So make sure you guys, if you have comments, questions, concerns, anything, want to just talk wrestling or get our opinions on anything, we would love to have your listener mail. You can either shoot it to me on the DMs um at ask or at Chick Foley, or you can hit Phil up on and Twitter, or you can send it to our email at askchickfoley at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, so you know, that's 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 all we have for today, man. Our mailbox was empty. It was like, you know felt sad let's do this let's let's both on twitter dms or dming sheena on instagram everyone that submits a question for now till next week gets entered into a giveaway for a random uh elite figure that i have at home i have a bunch of them uh extra hanging around so i'm gonna give we're gonna give a random figure away mint on card uh to someone who submits a question to us and uh, we'll see how many questions we get because I think we could. Well, come on, you guys! I mean, there's, we got we got this latest episode. Sheena was our highest rated. The week before was our highest rated. We're getting big numbers from folks. People are listening. We appreciate you. But we, you know, shoot us some some questions. We want to hear from you guys. I think maybe we just cover everything so well. That we do. They yeah, don't we're have such any, a good podcast that <laughs> they don't have any questions, which is an a testament to us and how how you know our takes on everything. Everybody's just like, you know what, Sheena and Phil, I agree with you. I don't even care if it's a, it could be about the NFL draft. I don't care if it's about like favorite sushi roll. Like it doesn't have to be wrestling related. Just hit me with something. 
you know? Yeah, hit us with some listener mail. We, we love hearing from you guys. But anyway, um, I wanted to definitely give a shout out in our wrap up here for our, our homies over at Fully Posable holding it down for the for the Fig Life community. They have an awesome podcast. So if you don't already listen to them, make sure you follow them on, on Twitter and make sure that you follow them at, on Instagram at Fully Posable. Um, and then My Damn Toys, we, we shouted him out last week for hitting 100K on YouTube, which is like insane. Um, but he totally deserving so go and check out all of his um his fig fed pick fed animation like i don't you it's like it's like beyond pick fed it's like definitely like inching into like animation territory so super awesome over there um puts on some really good stuff oh 100 percent for sure i listen to those guys that's my routine every every monday Sun- morning and I didn't, I didn't even this week i didn't even make it to monday morning i was like sunday afternoon yeah, night. I, think they, I was I think driving they put somewhere their episode on yeah i think they put their episode out on saturday this week so it okay was, like, maybe that it was, was available why. yeah yeah it was available first thing on sunday typically like it's sometimes sunday afternoon before the episodes posted but yeah i think they they uh, posted on saturday so i was excited like to listen on sunday morning too check out the patreon guys it's patreon.com slash chick foley show we are giving away a pete dunn elite figure uh and everyone that is a patreon has entered in we have a bunch of extra episodes right after this episode we're going to record a patreon exclusive we have a bunch of cool stuff in the pipeline some cool interviews so uh check us out there and also check out prowrestlingtees.com for some cool merchandise we got some some badass shirts from our buddy jason wolf and uh, extra cooler both of those folks are designing some shirts for us and you should Definitely support us there and check us out. Absolutely. Yeah. Agree yeah. with all the above. All the above. Next week we will get into, <laughs> I'm sure we'll have a clear vision of our WrestleMania card. We'll get into some more figure news. And uh, who knows? We'll have a nice, I like the weeks when we don't have a pay-per-view to recap or preview because it gives us more freedom to kind of go off the rails a little bit. But, uh, you know, uh, this is this is now the road. Things are getting serious now. WrestleMania is we're pull, we're us. pulling into the parking lot of WrestleMania. Yeah. I don't even think we're on the road anymore. Like we yeah. are pulling in the parking lot. We are get, we went, getting the we kids stopped out. At, we stopped at the uh, the rest station and got some <laughs> like overpriced shitty food. Now we're getting back on the road. Yes, exactly. Grandma had to pee, so we're gonna stop <laughs> real quick. Awesome. Did you ever take any long like road trips when you were a kid with your parents somewhere? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely have. Um, and as a kid, it felt like, you know, now when you're taking road trips, it feels like so long. But I mean, even when you're a kid, it feels like you're in the car for like years. You know, you're like, oh, my God. Well, we didn't have I mean, we had like, you know, word puzzles and stuff like we didn't have like Facebook and stuff to be on, like scrolling Instagram um, or the Internet. So, yeah, we had coloring books and stuff on our road trips, kids. So be glad that you're in a digital age. I remember when I was a kid, me and my sister had, like, my parents got us these giant desks that fit over our laps, like, in the car. Like, it was, like, a hard plastic thing. And I don't know what it was. This is, like, you know, the speak and spell days. And we had, like, you know, we couldn't, like, it was cool because you had, like, a little area where you can, like, you know, write and, like, doodle or do games and stuff. But, you, you like, there's nowhere to put them, like, after, like, you just had to have this thing on your lap, like, like you're eating breakfast in bed. Uh, for the entire trip i forget where we're going <laughs> yeah um that's what i said like you know nowadays you just have ipads yeah, and stuff yeah. but back then you had to have you know you had to have a space where you could draw and color and read and you know play action figures and all of those things so 
Anyway, um, yeah, it feels weird with that having listener mail, but let's wrap this thing up and uh, we'll get to you guys next week. I'm super excited. Like I said, as we progress, hopefully they don't screw up this Kofi thing in the next couple of weeks and we can we can all be excited rolling into Mania weekend. Hell yeah. All right. Stay classy, Marks. We'll talk to you next week.